0: Welcome and thanks for joining us for this episode of the C3 Church podcast. You're about to listen into a message from one of our gatherings. To find out more about our community, where we gather both in person and online, and how to get involved, head to c Now, let's listen into a message from a recent service. Well, good morning. Uh, I'm so excited to be here this morning. I just I just love this church so much. You know, I've been here on a number of occasions, obviously, as a as a guest. Um, yeah, my name is Bob. Um, you know, as Russ mentioned, um, you know, Kimberly's father. That used to be kind of the conversation in, in, in Revelstoke. I would introduce myself, hi, how are you doing? My name is Bob. No, that's nice. How you doing, Bob? However, if I were to say, hi, my name is Bob. I'm the father of Kimberly. They go, oh, Does have value and meaning, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, a little bit about myself. Well, um, you know, uh, occupationally, I work in food service, I work for Cisco Food Services. You probably see their trucks coming into Revelstoke and servicing your great and wonderful restaurants here. I just love the restaurants here, particularly Craft Beer Haas. Yeah. I like to make my I like to make my annual privilege correction. I like to make my semi-annual correction. I like to make my quarterly um, no. So uh, journey to there. Uh, I just love this town. Um, you know, a little bit about myself. Yeah, I you know, like I say, I'm an operations manager with Cisco, but you know, more about you know my background. I've been a Christian for oh, I don't know, quite a while since early my early twenties. Um, you know, hobbies. Love backpacking. Love snowshoeing. You know, cycling. All kind of the outdoor things. All kind of the outdoor things around Revelstoke. You know, maybe I can get a job here. I'd love to get here. So, um, yeah, I've been a Christian for a while. Uh, served in the church in, in a number of capacities. You know, as a children's pastor. Yeah, I had to. I had to do all kinds of puppet voices. Uh, you know, so you know, um, so so I've done that. Um, you know, my my. Christian walk is kind of like many, you know, kind of ebbed and flowed. It's had its highs, had its mediums, had its lows, had its mediums, which is probably the most dangerous place to be is when you is in that medium stage. And then a couple years ago, you know, without getting too personal, some of you who know me, life just kind of blew up. Pieces of Bob blew up all over the Okanagan Valley. Okay? And it was, was a real time of going back into, driving back into God, and, and just, and, and just wondering, wonders about his testimony. I mean, I'm excited this morning. I'm, i this is very personal to me this morning. You know, um, you know, years ago, I used to visit this church because, you know, you know, my, you know, my kids are here, going to go and visit. And I, and, you know, my, my walk was kind of, you know, kind of in that stage. But there's always that small voice that kind of has, you know, God's always calling you, right? And, there was always this thing. Oh man, one day, you know, even in my kind of backslidden state, I was kind of going. Oh, one day, you know, it just kind of be neat to be able to speak here. This is a cool church. And then, and then in this last year, there's more opportunities, I've just been praying and and I haven't asked. And just all of a sudden, one day, just said, hey, you know, you're preaching in Revelstoke, and I go, you know, so so it's, it's kind of it's kind of cool of God's testimony. Okay. So, without further ado, I guess I should get into the message this morning, huh? Okay. My cool glasses broke as I was coming up this morning, so good thing I had a backup pair. Yeah. So we've been, so the church, kind of in keeping with theme, has been talking about contrast um, uh, community, okay? So I got 10 points here this morning, get through here, so I'm going to talk rather fast, so if you got, if you got ink... Um, Hope you got lots of ink, got pen and paper, hope you got lots of ink. If you got tablet, hope you got lots of memory. So without further ado, we'll just get going here. So uh, I got 10 points. So here's what we're going to be covering off today. Point number one, two key points to deflecting constructive feedback from your employer, right? Five key points to deflecting criticism from your spouse, right? The five best sarcastic jokes about our prime minister. How to ruin a police officer's day. My favorite, the art of righteous hatred. Two keys to selecting a good attorney. Five keys to selecting a good divorce attorney. And we haven't left out the youth here. For the youth, don't do your chores. Go to the stores. And the art of trolling your teachers. Uh, the five tough love languages. And... Ethan, is that- what are you doing? <laughs> Ethan, we, we, we talked about this. You know about clona lay preachers. How insecure we are. And we have egos, and we just don't like attention being deflected away. I've got some ethics, I've got some values that I'm trying to convey to the congregation here, and your light is in contrast to what I'm trying to talk about today. <laughs> Give me that. All right. Okay, so we're gonna get into the we're gonna get into the real word here. Okay. All right. Hey, you guys are great. I love you. Okay, okay. Okay, before we uh, spend a moment, I going to talk about what we're going to talk about, okay? So, um, so your you know, message today comes out of the book of Matthew, okay? And, um, and so Jesus in his day loved to take, you know, the common topics of that day or common ingredients of that day and masterfully... Weave them into a parable or to message. And out of Matthew chapter and out of the book of Matthew, we're talking about light, and we're talking about salt. Now, salt being a common ingredient, when I start to talk about salt, people get bored really fast. I mean, around the around the dinner table, sometimes that's the only conversation there is. <laughs> the conversation is, you know, pass the salt. And, of course, salt is known as a flavor enhancer, which is used in some households, especially if it was like mine, where it was British and really needed salt. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. But, you know, in Flin Flon, Manitoba, God, in His grace and His mercy, uh, He sent us Italian culinary missionaries and they our palates were saved thank you jesus okay yeah it's re- i i can't can't give you uh, i stole this out of Kim and Josiah's house yesterday so yeah okay okay so today we're going to talk about you know contrast community okay so, kind of the, the title of the message this morning is "Turn on your light." Oh, it works good. And pass the salt. Okay. So we're going to open with uh, Matthew five thirteen, New Living Translation. I'm going to read this. Here we go. You are the salt of the earth, but whatever, but what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world in a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, the lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out to all the sea so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. And we're going to pray. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. As I always open up with, I open up with help, God. Holy Spirit, we just give everyone and everything to you this morning. And I ask, Father God, yes, there's joy in the house of the Lord. I thank you, Father God. But as I ask, Father God, you just get me out of the way. And, Father, I ask that your Holy Spirit would come right now and just eliminate and shine on your word, Father God. Touch hearts, Father, right now. Help us, Father God, to be able to weave Contrast into our hearts, Father God. I pray that, and all God's people said, "Amen." Amen. Okay, so in the, in, when, when we kind of got the backdrop of salt and light, you know, as Pastor Dave has, has said, you know, many times, you know, the church wants to be known for what it's for, not what it's against. You know, and and sometimes I think in some, you know, mindsets, Christian mindsets, if I can use that word, you know, there there's the mindset of. You know, there's the good people. And you know, and there's the bad people. You know, we're the Christians, we're good people, and then, and, 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 you know, and there's bad people. And, and Christians have this, you know, this mindset that, you know, we're the judge of right and wrong in this earth, and we're going to find, and we're going to eradicate, you know, what is wrong and implement what is right. But when, you, when we talk about, in the context of contrast, that's not what the, the, the heart and grace of, of Jesus is. And so he speaks in contrast. So actually, I do have some points today. Five key points. And point number one, the most important point, always try to start with the most important point. Um, So if the lights go off, you run out of ink, and you get this one point, it, 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 it supersedes all others. But really, in opening, there's five key points. Really, they're all the same point. They just have different faces to them. Point number one was that Jesus spoke in contrast language. Okay? Jesus spoke in contrast language. Okay, so we, you know, we have the parable... You know, of the upside-down kingdom. I don't know if you, you know, one of my favorite artists was Miss, is, Misty Edwards. One of her songs is called The Upside-Down Kingdom. Okay? And so when you have, you know, his famous discourses on, you know, the Mount of Olives. I've been there. And, and, and the, the Beatitudes. His language was in contrast. I'm going to need some help this morning. I need some participation this morning. You can help me finish off some of these sentences. You know, uh, for he says, "For those who are last will be first, and the first. Very good. Not so among you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. If you want to find your life, you must upside-down kingdom blessed if you are step on others and stab each other in the back to climb the corporate ladder no blessed if you're humble you inherit the earth blessed are the mercy for they shall receive mercy blessed if you are persecuted wow that's kind of like what really and blessed if you are mourn that's that's very much in contrast Bless if you are mourn, for you shall be comforted. You know, I, I have two very close friends. I don't know if you guys, you know, one of them, you know, Bob Adams in Kelowna. You know, he's 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 kind of coming a close friend, and actually, kind of coming a mentor as I watched his life. And you know, he just lost his wife of forty-eight years, and there is a man who's in mourning. And I have another close friend, you know, who's lost her husband of forty years you know, in mourning, but, but kind of the, you know, the celebration of life, yes, there was the tears, yes, there was the, the anguish, but there was also, in, in contrast, talking, you know, the, the talking of joy, talking of hope, talking of future, talking of comfort, and the strength is, you know, the strength, the, the grace of God and the strength of their God in strength of them is just incredible, as we're in contrast to the world, says, so "Oh, that happened, that sucks so bad. This is horrible. But when you see people dealing with mourn and stress and the bad stuff, it just kind of gets your attention. You know, like I said, you know, two years ago, my life blew up. And it was just like, I remember, you know, crying out. And I think people people in the room heard me. I said, you know, God, why do you hate me? And then there's a process of his grace and his love and his restoration and his peace. And then at the end of the day, you go, yes. When you mourn in the right way, seeking God, driving into God, that's where blessing comes. Point number two, is the way we love one another in contrast to what the world has to offer. John 13, 35. This is the Amplify version. By, every, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love and unselfish concern for one another. Okay? generosity of ourselves, of our time, of our counseling, our emotion, our empathy, and yes, our finances. You know, I, you know there's, a, there's a couple in Kelowna, you know, uh, Robbie and uh, Rachel Collins, you know, their home is open. It's, it's, like it's kind of like an orphanage, and I know sometimes I wonder, you know what, one day am I ever going to be you know, homeless? I know exactly where I'm going to go. They would just take me in and have, tell me to have orphan room number eight. You know, when I, when I first became a Christian, I was in an organization called Youth Admission. Anybody here familiar with YWAM? Yeah. And I was just, I didn't know nothing. I just knew nothing. And we were in this house, all these guys together. And, and we, you know, and there was this fellow. His name was Lowell. He was a vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I had this attitude. I go, oh, you're a vegetarian, are you? Oh, you think you're better than us? Well, I'm a meat eater. Meow. <laughs> and then, and then and we're getting ready to go on a, a road trip. We had a bus, and the motor broke down, and the three of us were working all night on, 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 the, on the motor, and we had to rebuild the top end of the motor, and we're retired, and we come in in the morning into the house, and we're greeted by the heavenly wafting smell of bacon, steak, and eggs. And we come around the corner... And guess who's cooking us breakfast? And I just kind of like, my, my egotistic, you know, selfish attitude just comes. It's the way we love one another in contrast to what the world has to offer. Here's one. is the way we deal with differences of opinion in contrast to what the world has to offer. And it's heartbreaking, especially in the communication age, how technology have given us instant access to trolling. You know, you can hide behind a pseudonym and just blatantly, you know, disregard, insult somebody's character, tear them down, and, you know, and hide behind that. You know, you know, have a have a have an opinion that's not not the right opinion. You're canceled. Support a different political philosophy. You're canceled. Have a different view on a social issue. You're canceled. You know, I I had a experience last summer in C3 that solidified why I know I really like being part of this body. You know, as about four or five of us guys were chatting. This is after a men's breakfast. And a social issue came up. I'm not going to talk about what the social is, issue is. It doesn't matter. But, and you're about to say, oh, yeah, you, you, guys, you, you knew you were in the right place because you, you guys were all on the same page. No. <laughs> we were not on the same page. He kind of had me, he kind of had my, you know, my own kind of, I don't know, conservative view, I guess. There was a fellow over here who had a more conservative view. There was another fellow who had a kind of a liberal view and a more liberal view. And then there was a view that was kind of, kind of out there. <laughs> there you go. But, but here's the thing of it. After the conversation was done, there was no sense of offense. There's no sense of, I got my toy opinions in my sandbox, and I'm going to come over here and jump in this sandbox and play over here. No sense of that. The sense that I got when I came out of that time with the guys was, number one, Jesus. One A, Relationships. You know, our opinions, our personal preferences, four, five, and six. You know, because this is really, to me, a relationship church. You hear what I'm saying? Okay, it's good. Point number four, um, coffee room contrast. So once again, speaking of light, and speaking of salt, kind of a pseudo side point, you know, salt was, you know, a very common ingredient, you know, in the days of Jesus, it was highly revered. The Romans call it theon, which was, kind of divine, it was used as a preservative. It kept things fresh. And, um, and so in the context, in the backdrop of a saying, we're being light, and what are we trying to do to preserve a situation, okay? Coffee room contrast is the way we speak of others at work in contrast to those around me. Colossians 4, 5, and 6. Use your heads as you live and work among others. Don't miss a trick. Make the most of every opportunity. Be gracious in your speech. The goal is to bring out the best in others in a conversation, not put them down, not cut them out. The message version, Ephesians 5, 4. Some tongues just love the taste of gossip you know, that's, and that's the one thing about being in a coffee room is just sometimes, you know, when the, the gossip or the, you know, when people are talking bad trash about others, sometimes there's just that temptation just to enter in because there's this, there's this thing in us that wants to belong. And we kind of want to, you know, you know, you know, if, there, if there's this happening, we want to kind of jump into that feel good gossip pool. Those who follow Jesus have better uses for language than that. Don't talk dirty or silly. That kind of talk doesn't fit our style. And then here's, here's what I really like: Thanksgiving is our dialect. So once again, when you talk about the you know the work, you know, and I hear the, the, the words of Pastor Dave echoing the the background. Once again, people want to, are attracted by what we're for not what we're against we are for supporting our co-workers we are for supporting our supervisors we are for supporting our managers which i really like that one because i'm because i'm a manager okay and one more scripture to, to support that Colossians three twenty two twenty five. 25 servants do what you're told by your earthly masters and don't just do the minimum. will get you by do your best work from the heart for your master for, for, for the real master for God confident you'll get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Keep in mind always the ultimate master you is serving Christ the sullen servant who does shoddy work will be held responsible be a follower of Jesus and don't cover up bad work. That's his version. Okay. Number five is the one, the, number five is the kind of the scariest one that I want to talk about this morning. Okay. Is the way we speak about our leadership, and I'll put in brackets here, it can, it can be leadership, it can be church leadership, it can be work leadership. Well, I'm also going to put in brackets here: government, in contrast with how the world conducts itself, especially if their political views are not in agreement. Okay. Okay, I'm going to read a scripture here, but first, there's a caveat. I didn't write it. Okay, God wrote this. This is the you know, the, the this is First Peter 2:16 and 17. Okay, here we go. Make the master proud of you by being good as citizens. Respect the authorities, whatever their level. They are God's emissaries for keeping order. It's God's will that by doing good, you might cure the ignorance of fools to think you are a danger to society. Exercise your freedom by serving God and not by breaking the rules. Anybody still with me? Okay. Okay. Treat everyone you meet with dignity. Love your spiritual family. Revere God. Respect the government. <laughs> okay, so it's not talking about a position who you're, it's not a political thing here. It's not talking about a position of who you did or didn't vote for. We know that in the, in the C in three body we have all different spectrums supporting, you know, all political parties. And God bless you, we love you all. I don't know who I'm going to vote for in the next election. Okay, but you know what? Um, here's one thing, you know, that I'll leave you with. Okay, when, when we're talking about, you know, especially in the ire and the, and just kind of the disdain these days you know, for the political world, okay? You know, I really try to think of our of our politicians, our mayors, the people who serve in those positions. You know, and sometimes I wonder who do you want to. And you put your life out there and you can be trolled so easy and criticized so easy and insulted so easy and threatened so easy. Who do you want that? Regardless of what political party you support. And you know, I like to th- I'd like to try and think of them as individuals, humans with families, with children, grandchildren. They're humans. They have skin. They cut. They bleed. You know, I... You know, I... Just to share a little personal about myself in that, in that sense. You know, last year... I kind of got caught up in the citizen, i got to be honest with you, I just have to confess that to you. I got caught up in the, the citizen, citizen, and I got caught up in, you know, prophesying poison over our leadership. Prophesying my poison, particularly over our prime minister. You know, and I was going, oh, he's this, he's that, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a man pleaser, he's, the, you know, he did, this, did that, he did that. And I had my cynical attitude. Then all those horrible signs came out. You know, blink Trudeau. And the Holy, it's like the Holy Spirit spoke to me and says, You know what? How would it feel to be his son? How would it feel to be his daughter? His mother? What if it was you? Blink Strugnell. Blink Olson. Blink Brackenberry. Blink you know, Skifton when you put it in the context of humanizing something, then it maybe just helps you have a little bit different perspective of the, of the leaders of service. Once again, it's not trying to support any political party. I'm just trying. It's about what God's view of people is and what, how we are to mirror that. Here's a statement. You may not like it. Justin Trudeau was worth the death of Jesus Christ. Yagnink yeah, I mean, Singh was worth the death of Jesus Christ. Pia Palav was worth the death of Jesus Christ. Okay, here, here, here you don't want to say it out loud. Put this in your mind. Picture the political leader that you are least in favor of. For and then then put the put their name in this blank. For God so loved that he gave his only begotten son. So perspective, kindness, kindness, perspective is so much what we need in today's day and age. You know, one thing I got on here is um, one thing that pops out. that got highlighted in bold is, is the word gratitude. Okay, and I know you know there's you know when you know things in our cities, things in our country that you know are are broken and. Are not right, but you know I woke up this morning to heat, clean drinking water, um, protection, safety. Um, um, you know, not thinking my house is going to get bombed. So the so you know against the backdrop of that is gratitude, and we have so much to be thankful for. Contrast community. In perspective, in, in, against those you know around us, so five points here. Um, Jesus spoke in contrast, and we need to speak in contrast. Is the way we love one another look different when we can deal with dif- Is the way we deal with differences kind of really dovetail points that dovetail into the same? Does that look different? Is our, you know, the, the way we conduct ourselves in the marketplace look different? There's our perspective on leadership, regardless of those serving aligned with the heart of God? So we have salt, preserving. And we have light. You know, um, I'm going to use a, a illustration here. It kind of breaks down, but I'm going to use it anyways. Um, do you... Anybody here, you know, watch the movie, It's a Bug's Life? Yeah, yeah. So there's this this one scene in there where there's this bug and he's flying around this, you know, this uh, bug light, you know. And and, and he's attracted to the light. And everybody's screaming at him, no, no, don't go into the light. (laughs) And he's going, but it's so beautiful. But the bug gets zapped and he dies, so the illustration kind of breaks down there a little, just a little bit. <laughs> but like I said, you know, light is comprised of a spectrum of different colors. And you know, when I when I think about myself, I just kind you know, I think about my life. Does it? Does it attract? You know, it's not necessary about doing right and wrong. It's not that at all. That's not about the grace of God. Is does it attract? Does what I do help preserve a situation? Does what I do bring flavor to a situation? And it can be humor. It can be, you know, or, or just doing things that just are wonderfully preserving a situation. So, you know, that's kind of,